getting your shit together. Gist. So people say you should write about what you know, and I get that. And I think that comes from a a real place. Um, And perhaps you can go deeper and express yourself more intimately uh, about a subject that you know inside and out. Uh, This is not that. Uh, This story is an experiment in walking in somebody else's shoes. Uh, So it's from the perspective of a of an African-American male adult. Um, So I'm an adult, so I guess we can jibe on that point. But other than that, I am a white uh, adult female. So there's that. But this is just, uh, again, stretching and reaching um, as a writer and trying to see things from another point of view and, and live in someone else's reality if only for a moment. So here we go, getting your shit together. The hands of the clock of his office wall slipped to 210. Andre hated that time of day. Those numbers were the same as his father's birthday and that always reminded him of a childhood less lived. That was a long time ago and he'd like to think he'd moved on. But then the time, 210, appears on the lower right-hand corner of the computer screen at his job at Hydraulics Plus. 2.10, February 10th. His memories would activate, whether Andre was in a meeting, running the numbers, or even when checking the time while jogging during a late lunch break. Guys that jog on their lunch breaks had their shit together, right? Even black guys? Even those who get stopped once in a while for running while black? As for his childhood, there was the burn memory, followed by the baseball bat memory, then the arm twist on Christmas memory. He wondered if his sister had a similar trigger. They didn't talk much anymore. Maybe that was a sign of not having his shit together, not having a close relationship with his sister. Or maybe it was. His shrink had told him to divorce his family because they were nothing but triggers anymore and set him back. But how do you not call your mother on her birthday, even if she couldn't? wouldn't do much to protect you. Even talking to his sister, there was always the underlying backstory, the shared history of violence. He wondered if she had her shit together. On the outside, sure. She was married, had two kids, a job in an insurance company, almost a parallel life to his own, minus the divorce. But was she happy? And was that the definition of having your shit together? He thought it was a solid sign, but that made him wonder if he was happy. He didn't think so. He was okay, didn't have crippling anxiety, had good hygiene, couldn't seem to go on more than a couple of dates with the same woman, though. The movies always made it seem like the right match would make all deep secret issues resolve themselves. Life might even become wonderful because of meeting this one particular person. But fast forward ten years later, what are the odds they are still in love? Then there's the extra long haul, the decades after the first decade. He thought he and Lorraine were going to make it. But five years after the kids moved out, Lorraine did too. G-Y-S-T, gist, is what she had always carried on about. Get your shit together. He thought he had. He'd been working at the same company for 20 years. They were raising two kids together. What more could he do? 
Lorraine remarried, and he sees on Facebook that she and his replacement travel a lot. Great. Now have all the fun with someone else after we spent all our time and energy on the kids. What a ripoff. No wonder she thinks new stud Richard has more than his shit together, while she probably thinks he, her first true love, never had shit in the first place. Richard's a real estate guy. Sorry, realtor. Capital R. Andre went to an open house once to scope him out. Let Richard lead him around the two-story Georgian and point out the crown molding. Such a classic look, didn't he agree? Andre walked away, feeling guilty. The guy seemed all right. His daughter, Gloria, Andre and Lorraine had decided a long time ago, was a lost cause. It hurt too much to keep hoping. Her life cycle was exhausting. She gets not a job, but a gig, most likely as a personal assistant, the one to pick up the kids from school, do the shopping. As soon as she develops a nice relationship with her clients, it's crash time. It's all too much. They demand too much of her. She quits, and then she asks them, her parents, for money, which they would always give her. Maybe that was the mistake, but who can stand to see their child one paycheck away from the street? Lord knows what would happen if she ever asked to move back home. And it's not like either of them ever got the whole story. Gloria was in the build-up part of her life, of the current cycle. Andre gave it six months, tops. He wished she would just get a job at Starbucks. He thought the trouble was that as soon as she gets emotionally invested in these lives, she freaks out. At least when she called for money, they got a chance to talk a little. It was the only time she called. She rarely returned messages, so Andre, he was ashamed to say, stop trying. Andre figured his son had his shit together. Daniel was type A like his mom. Top of his class at the local university and then law school. Drove a sports car, made partner at his firm, and made history at the same time as the youngest partner. Was Daniel happy? He was well off, he was proud, he was successful by any career measure. Maybe he'll get serious about a girl when he stops feeling like he has something to prove, if that was even possible for a black man. Or would he do it if he feels like it would help his image? God, Andre hoped Daniel wasn't like that, that he would marry for love, or not at all. Arranged marriages, maybe that's the way to go. Have your parents do all the work, finding you a match. Imagine the money you'd save not shelling out for dinners and drinks. Marry first, fall in love later. That's one outcome, anyway. Imagine a marriage, approved by both families. That's a tough sell in America, Andre thought. One side typically thinks the other isn't good enough. In this case, Andre, of course, wasn't good enough for Lorraine Washington of 200 Maplewood Place. She, who grew up with her family, having the whole house to themselves, not in a few rooms in an apartment building like how he did didn't make him a bad guy. Even with the scars of abuse, he was good enough to fall in love with, right? They fell hard, too, at the same college Daniel went to. It was good for a long time. Even the family warmed to him eventually, after he stopped working at the grocery store and got his accounting job, and seemingly had gotten his shit together. But it just wasn't enough for her. Not Lorraine. One day, Andre peered in the shower-fogged mirror, work shirt open, tie dangling around his neck, and decided it was time. Did he need a new job? No. He didn't want to start over in a new place, be the greenhorn, have junior seniority. All he needed was Anderson or Chang to retire, die, or... Huh, guess those were the only options. 
and he would be a supervisor. He had inside jokes with nearly everyone there, from the maintenance guy to the company president. That meant something to him. Lorraine told him he was too comfortable, and had kept after him to start his own accounting firm, but Andre knew he didn't have the stomach for that. Not that he wasn't smart. He just wasn't driven. He craved balance, which is probably part of what drove Lorraine into the arms of another man, a go-getter, a realtor. He knew there was a difference between a realtor, that's right, with a capital R, and a real estate agent, but he couldn't remember what. He wanted to not like Richard for being pretentious enough to have an occupation that required a capital letter. But then, Andre thought, he should feel sorry for him. That capital R simply projected the image of having one's shit together, which didn't mean one actually did. It suddenly struck Andre that maybe Lorraine was shallow, and hoped that while he was proud of Daniel, he sincerely hoped he hadn't inherited that quality, that he was happy, shit together or not. Andre wiped the mirror, which refused to clear after his usual hotter-than-hot morning shower. He went through a mental checklist. His car was in current was current in registration, insurance, and smog. He had his next dentist appointment on the calendar, all his family members' birthdays on there, too, even Lorraine's. He still gave her a call every year to wish her happy birthday, though she never picked up. It was always the same message. Hey, Lorraine. He refrained from using his pet name for her, Lolo. Andre here, wishing you all the best on your special day. He really did hope she had good birthdays. She always texted back, Thanks for the message. Hope all is well. He figured he outclassed her on that score. He got nothing from her on his special day. And though it bothered him, he felt like the better person. Didn't people like that have their shit together? He figured the answer to that was yes. Andre smiled into the mirror, which was finally clearing in the center. All he needed was to find a new partner in life, someone to talk to about the news, go for walks with after dinner, try the new restaurant in town. Maybe he just wasn't a good dating app swiper. Left, right, all by a picture and a tailored description. Was anybody good at it? He decided he needed to go old school, get a hobby. Maybe he could meet his next partner that way, starting with something in common, instead of figuring it out along the way. And maybe never finding it. Photography. Book club. Tai Chi. Andre adjusted his collar and knotted his tie. One corner of the mirror was still fogged. He brought his forefinger to the mirror and wrote G-Y-S-T. Fuck you, Lorraine. G-Y-S-T, GIST, now stands for Got Your Shit Together. He strutted to the kitchen, feeling stronger, more masculine than he had in a long while. He had his shit together. All he needed to do now was believe it.